10-Minute Writers' Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision-makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. One thing I warn you about, I tend to give 10-minute answers. Oh, no. So start with a good question. Hello, it's Virginia Prescott. And for this 10-minute writer's workshop, Sarah Plord and I drove out to Eagle Pond Farm in Wilmot, New Hampshire, to speak with Donald Hall, the former U.S. and New Hampshire Poet Laureate. And yes, we did get lost, but then found ourselves very much at home with this author of more than 50 books and collections, most recently, The Selected Poems of Donald Hall. This is the 10-minute writer's workshop with Donald Hall. Donald Hall, which is harder for you to write? Is it the first sentence or the last? Actually, often the first sentence ends up as the beginning of the poem. If so, that would be uh, uh, easiest. Because I tend, I don't write, I revise. And if a poem starts with a sudden insight, the beginning is less apt to change. I've had experiences where, you know, I've written a long draft and it turns out to be three different poems. In the essays I published recently, three of them took 85 drafts. That was not true when I was 28, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, uh, I love to revise. Do you do that as you go along, or do you wait till you have a draft and then you edit it? Every day I have a new draft, and uh, my typist uh, will number them. I number them so I can always, if I have a part of them, I can tell which are first. But actually I do it mostly so that I can brag, so that I can tell you, I did 85 drafts in, with poems. In one poem that went 400, but uh, Mostly the poems would go 80 to 110. What did that poem that went to 400 revisions become? Do you recall? I never, it never worked. I published it. It's a poem called uh, Another Elegy. But I published it, but I have not reprinted it. Boy, oh boy. What is your worst distraction from getting your work done? Now, now that I'm 87, I don't write poems anymore. Let me talk about the past while I was writing everything. Uh, I would work on poems first thing in the day, every day, Christmas Day, just to make sure I could brag about it. Uh, and I, I would work as much as two hours. I'd work on many poems at once. I would uh, stop when one or two things happened. If I got really tired in the language, with, with this kind of language, I would stop. Don't force it after that point. Okay. But the other thing is sometimes I would get too excited. I would be changing everything rapidly, and I would realize I'm hyper. I'm manic. I'm, uh, this isn't going to be any good. And I'd stop. Every now and then there'd be a day when I would look at poems, op- open up my collections, and wouldn't do work at all. So I would be distracted by inability or sometimes by what seemed to be glibness. Glibness? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So after all these decades of writing, are there habits that you picked up, tactics to get it done in a way that felt authentic and productive? I've emphasized revision as I talk to you 
and I think I always have. I, I got serious about writing when I was 14, and uh, nobody told me anything about writing. I would work on a poem, and it would be something terrible, you know. I'd be uh, wandering the, the city streets alone at midnight with deep burning eyes. But I would finish it, so, and then I would, you know what I'd do? I'd go back to the beginning and start doing it over again. I didn't do 85 diets back then, but uh, I did start with, with revision uh, for me. It's not true for everybody. The doorway into a poem is the sound it makes. I, my first poet quickly superseded was Edgar Allan Poe. You can't help but hear the noise. That uh, was there at the beginning. I was trying with sound, and sound was my doorway. Are there books or other tools or, you know, essays, people writing about writing that were helpful to you that you could recommend to others? There were particular poets. I remember when I was 15 or 16, I found Hart Crane, who was difficult, but beautiful, and the sound was was very beautiful. And uh, I lived with him. and his poetry. Uh, there was an anthology by Louis Untermeyer, which uh, had poems, but also had a paragraph or so about the poet to begin with. And I would get fascinated by the life of the poet. And Hart Crane uh, jumped off a boat in the Gulf of Mexico in his 30s, I think. And uh, it was so sort of romantic and horrible. That attracted me. And then the uh, complexity of it. I was writing papers about it when I was in college still. I found, uh, oh, I found the romantics, I found Keats, but it was a while before I found the 17th century, and then I spent a lot of time there. Um, how do you write? Do you write in pencil? Uh, you said someone types for you, but what? Yeah. how do you tend to I, do it? I used to type myself very badly. I taught in, in Ann Arbor, and I found a, a typist there came here and two people have typed for me. Then uh, Kendall types for me now and she's been doing it for 22 years while Jane was dying. She took over. And uh, I dictated or wrote in my terrible handwriting and, and got help uh, typing way back before there were any word processors, of course. Somebody would type it, and there'd be you know, a mistake on page 32, and it almost meant you had to retype the entire thing. I have never had a computer, but I have profited enormously from my assistants having computers. What do you think, even thinking back of yourself as a young, burgeoning writer, is the biggest mistake that a new writer makes? Everything I wrote was uh, a mistake in the sense that it was no good. I would think that a mistake would be to uh, give up. I started sending poems to magazines when I was 14, and uh, I was uh, stupid enough or silly enough to tell the nation that I was uh, 14. And they said, well, if you're 14, you're pretty good. I was an only child, and my parents were glued in on me. And uh, my mother in particular would say, uh, 
into the outcome. Oh, there's a rejection today, Danny. Oh, good. Well, you know, and if there was a rejection, one thing I learned to do for myself was get it back in the mail within an hour. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. First look at it and see if you can change it or you want to. Otherwise, get it back in. So you stop despairing and start hoping. I'm talking about being very young. But that's beautiful. But then I did publish uh, in magazines, not student magazines, magazine, magazine, when I was 16. I published three poems in inconsiderable magazines, but it was thrilling. I mean, I thought the phone was going to ring from Stockholm any, any minute. That was very exciting. What's the best advice that you ever got about writing? You know, I've known lots of poets, uh, T.S. Eliot and Wallace Stevens and Robert Frost and Dylan Thomas and so on and so on. And I've talked about poetry with all of them. And I learned more about poetry by working with Henry Moore, the sculptor, and we talked about art and making art. And he talked about carving, and I will translate it into writing. He talked about size and scale a lot. Something could be huge. You think of sculpture, I'd be thinking of poem. And then there's something, there are things that could be quite small, where the scale is enormous. I have a little bronze maquette by Henry Moore right over there. And that is enormous on scale and eight inches in size. I don't think I've ever been in anyone's house who had a Henry Moore sculpture. <laughs> That is Donald Hall at home in his farmhouse in New Hampshire. He says he's not writing poetry anymore because it is a young man's game. An essay collection called Essays After 80 came out in 2014, and a new collection, Selected Poems of Donald Hall, came out this year. The 10 Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR, produced by Sarah Plourd, with help from Maureen McMurray, and we hope that it helps you get some insight into the discipline and process of creative projects. It doesn't have to be writing. There are loads more glimpses into the creative brain available when you subscribe to the 10 Minute Writers Workshop wherever you get your podcasts.